check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Welcome to Red Storm Chasers. I'm Vincent here with Craig, Tim, and Nick. Welcome back, St. Johnson. Season 2 of Red Storm Chasers coming your way now. Guys, it's like Christmas morning. We're here. St. John's basketball finally back. I know I'm excited for the season. What are you guys? You guys ready to go? We're ready for this year? Yeah, man. I'm I'm ready for the year. I mean, you know, last season didn't end the way we wanted, but the best thing about college basketball is there's always another season. So time to fire it up again, and hopefully we, uh, you know, we get where we want to go this year. Yeah, I mean, we've lost some key pieces, had some key pieces. Everyone's gained another year of experience. Nothing but positivity coming. We got a fresh batch of rookies. We got uh, Mike Anderson now in what his fourth season, I believe. So uh, I'm excited for this team, and I'm very, I'm always excited for the start of St. John's season. It's better than Christmas morning for me. There is nothing better than the start of St. John's basketball season, honestly. It is always an exciting time when college basketball is back. Uh, you know, it, it it just it makes everything better constantly. Every night there's a game to watch, and it's a great uh great way to end the year. Great you know, way to head into the holidays. You know what I really miss though? That 24 hour tip off they used to have on ESPN. Yeah, that was the day. They still do. TV they still TV. do. They just don't know how to tip off anymore, don't they? No, they don't, they don't, do, it at they all? don't do it at all anymore. That's, they used to that's have rough. that that weird 6 a.m. game. Yeah, that yeah. 24, 24 hours of basketball. You always get the whole. That's what I'm game. saying. Yeah, that yeah. was yeah, that yeah, was yeah. that's what he's talking about. But it, it's gone now. I love that. Yeah. They used to take no it off. I used to take it off of work. Like, I'm begging you got, that you got another thing of ESPN screwing up the one thing they had positive going. Yeah. Well, if the list the list of things ESPN has screwed up is too long to speak about <laughs> on this podcast, so we'll uh, we'll we'll get into you know our usual start here. You know, new season, same us. All right. So my question for you this week to start off the season is: What is your favorite seat on the airplane of the three? The classic three style. I mean, obviously, first class is great. That, those are going to be excluded here. Uh, window, middle aisle is what we're talking here. What do we got? Craig? I'll go first. Sure. Um, I'm a, a very strong window person. Ah. There's a couple reasons for that. I'm going to go through them because I, I can. Um, first of all, I like being on the inside because I'm a little bit bigger, so it's better. It gives me a little more room on the side. I can you know kind of curl up and that, and that kind of good stuff, so I like to do that. You get the little, the little, you know, right or left shoulder space. Extra, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Secondarily, place to rest your because head. of that, my shoulders pretty wide. So if I sit in the aisle seat, every time someone walks down the aisle, I get banged into. So if they bring the cart down the aisle, I get slammed, slammed by the arm. So if I fall asleep, I'm not sleeping very long because they're gonna keep hitting me. But more importantly, and this is my theory on a lot of things I do on their sports arenas too. I, you know, the big thing about being in the window is you can't get up, go to the bathroom. Right? You can't get up, walk around. People, you know, people, whatever. They don't, they don't, they really don't want you to, you know, they don't want you to do anything. They don't want you to get up <laughs> and walk, right? Right. So the, the, but for me, the thing is, I would rather inconvenience others than be inconvenienced by others. What a guy. What a great guy. I mean, huh? it's just true. It is what it is. <laughs> just friendly, really helpful guy. No, Craig. because no, because here's the thing. Sure, like, you don't do it a lot. Though. I've been on a plane with him. I do try not to do a lot, but if I have to do it, I have to do it. It is what it is. It's usually once if ever. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, the, that's the, a six hour. But plan. the problem is because I've I've said, and especially it happens actually all the time at, at sports arenas. Um, if you sit on the aisle anytime anyone in the entire row has to get up, you have to get up. I went. I was at a World yeah, Series game absolutely. one time. I got up about seventeen times. I got up, went to the bathroom one time. 
but because I was on the aisle, I had to go 17 times to stand up in the middle of the thing. Yeah, that's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So, so on a plane, I'm like, I don't want to, you know, if I fall asleep, I fall asleep. I'm on the inside. No one, no one can bother me. That like is whatever. Fair. If I'm I, on the outside, I get up, down, up, down, up, down. No, it it is that. for sleeping purposes. I think that's that's certainly true. The inconveniencing others. Listen, it's a little selfish. It's a little selfish. Certainly selfish. It's selfish. But I'm okay with it. But hey, I mean, listen, you are who you are, right? If you're willing to accept the selfishness, that, that's fine. It's fine. That's fine. Tim, yeah, what do you got? Well, same as Craig, it just, it's got to be the window for me. Uh, I'm even wider than Craig. So it's, everything's pretty much just an inconvenience at that it's point. It's a no aisle. Yeah. I mean, it got to the point where. You seem like a big middle guy, Tim. I don't know. It seems like that where you would, you know. Gravitate to Tim. Tell him the story. We went to Vegas. Well, that's what I was about to get oh, to. Tell him. So tell we him, took Wash. a. Well, first, let's set the stage right. We took a Spirit flight. Ah, Spirit Airlines. The the Fred, Air... You got a Fred Flintstone on the runway to get in the air. The Airbus. Yeah. So we took <laughs> the big. We took. We took the big yellow bus in the sky, and we paid for our seat selection. <laughs> wow. We wanted to sit together. That's Worth friend. the money. Yeah. yeah. That's so, true. Craig's got window. I got middle. Now, we don't know during this situation the rugby sevens are going on. True. And we start seeing these big guys coming on. And we just see them walking past us, and we go, whew, missed that one, missed that one. Biggest guy walks on, about 300 pounds. Looks at us. We look at him. He looks back (laughs) at us, shakes his head, and goes, you won't believe it, guys. That's my seat. (laughs) He had the aisle. We were we were sardines, shoulder to <laughs> I, shoulder. I'm pretty sure they had to switch the luggage in that whole plane to adjust for that row. I'm gonna tell Somebody's you, bag got shipped separately. I'm gonna tell you if that plane crashed, and thank God it didn't. But if it did, <laughs> we the three moving. of us would not have moved. We'd have been perfectly fine. Oh my God! Because we'd have been stuck in the row. We couldn't have moved. We, we literally we, couldn't move. We actually took a picture for his wife. We did. <laughs> he was like, "I gotta take a picture of this for my wife." <laughs> Hilarious. It was great. The, it was a combined over 800 pounds on that single row. And it was just the bigger thing was our sh- shoulder to shoulder, like b- broad shoulders. Yeah, I was it was say, literally you guys both have broad. So shoulders. it was literally. Like, I can't imagine this guy. We he had broader shoulders than either one of well, us. Yeah. Ru- if he's a rugby, yeah, player, yeah. it was. It, <laughs> I mean, the guy people was, walked by and were laughing. The like, guy, they, they yeah. attendant looked by and was like, <laughs> "Yeah, the guy was." <laughs> That's rough. That yeah, was. Ooh. I would say I would estimate about six four three hundred. Yeah, he wow. Was, he, wow. Yeah. yeah, that's a unit right there. Because you have, guy. we could use him for St. John's. Well, yeah, look, yeah. <laughs> Bruiser down low. Craig at five eleven, me at six foot, and this guy at six four. And every, a lot of man on that row. Yeah, that was, that was a lot. Not really sure how height plays into the <laughs> sticking there, but all right, good to know. Stuck well, to the top for of the size. Seat like you, you want to know height too, also width. Do you? Because it's an airplane. I don't. The height is kind of irrelevant. No, I mean, not at all. No, a little bit. When you I think mean, when, you, when you think of a, a of us of a, a stout, more of a knee inconvenience. No, no, no. Think of it this way: if you think of a stout five two person compared to a stout five eleven person, you hear those numbers, you think the difference. I'm more of a logger kind of. Guy. Only, only because you, <laughs> only because you're you know biased against short people, Tim. That's that's exactly what that is. I look down upon. Them. Are you profiling that stout people as short stout people are not as wide as tall stout people? Correct. Uh, if they're both described as stout, wouldn't they therefore be, I don't know, similar in size? If you bring up the ranking along that line, each time they get bigger. If they're in the same ranking for width, 
then when you get to the height point, it would adjust. That's if you're drawing a direct proportionate stout. But the yeah. question is, is that could just be short and stout. Is it a... He could be as stout as the tall guy. What if a guy's 5'2", 500 pounds? He's, he's even more stout than <laughs> the 6'5". He's, he's dead at okay, that more point. Than stout. Probably not dead. <laughs> There's people. You ever see my 800-pound life? Emotional <laughs> I'm just saying. Go watch it. Nick, All up right. to you. Nick, All what right. do you got? So for my pick, uh, you guys don't know me, but you guys never pick see me. Middle. I'm a little more slimmer. Pick the middle. I'm, I am. I'm actually a middle no, guy. Look at no, you. I am a middle guy, actually. I got a, a middle flight when we were coming back from Ole Miss this year. It was it was Ole Miss, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And you know what Very happened? Well. The wife, this wife, was sitting on the end seat. Her husband was sitting on the end seat directly next to me, and she tapped me right before we started. She said, hey... This is my husband in the aisle seat. Would you mind switching seats with me? I have the aisle right behind him. And I was like, yeah, sure, perfect. When you're in the middle seat, usually somebody, his spouse, sits in either the aisle or the window. And then sometimes some people will bank on the fact that somebody will switch with them if they can't get a seat directly next to them. You know the, you know that and is? everybody understands that everybody from the middle will switch to a different seat if it's, you know, an aisle or... That's fair. That's bad planning by, the, by that couple, by the bad way. Bad planning by I would them. just like to say, that's it, terrible planning. Having planned millions of trips, nice. that's horrible. Nice There's no way you don't plan with your spouse sitting next to you. You're buying tickets together. You're on the same flight. They bought them late, probably. That's a mistake. Well, Buy them earlier. Plan better. No, Plan better. No, wait. Vincent planned a whole honeymoon in a 24-hour span. This is correct. During the beginning this of COVID. This is correct. And if you guys... And, and, it, it and, and if in 24 hours you guys couldn't get a seat next to each other, would you have done the same thing that they did? Would you have tried to ask them, if you couldn't get seats together next to Robin, would you have sat behind her and then asked the person next to her, hey, or no. him or her next to her, hey, no. would you mind switching? You wouldn't? No. Why not? Because you would have gotten I wouldn't have seat. gone. I wouldn't have gone back to back <laughs> like that. That's your mistake, first of all. <laughs> okay. Secondarily, you can always, almost always get seats together. Again, I'm not, I, I'm not I, I booked, the, I booked international flights. Was, I'm just saying. International flights in 24 hours. Regardless, let me, you can do it. Let's bring it back to the actual conversation. Aside from people wanting to switch from the middle, I don't mind the middle either because, to Craig's point, you don't have to get up as much. The people on the inside usually doesn't get up as much because they're also more mindful True. of that as True. Craig is. No, no, Craig's not more mindful of it. Craig just doesn't care. Craig's just Continue. a monster. A little bit of both. Um, more the second. And then I'm a little, I'm a little slimmer, so it doesn't really matter for me. And I like doing a little, little battle of the. Uh, Call food. me that. <laughs> we get a little battle of who gets the armrest. If you're gonna, fun. if you're gonna, well, first of all, uh, we'll talk about arm armchair etiquette in a minute. Oh, if you're, if you're, if you're gonna pull a switch, you gotta sit window and aisle, so you're in the same row. Then you ask the middle person. That's the appropriate way to pull that switch off. Hey, hey, it wasn't, it wasn't me. Well, I'm just I, saying. I was very gracious that I got to get an aisle instead of a middle. Plan better, people. Nor do I plan care. better. I mean, to be fair, plan I don't, next I don't to each other. Care because I actually like getting in the middle. Unless you've been added at last minute to the flight, you should plan better. All right, Vincent, the, what do you the emergency exit aisle though? Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I got, that's I got, more legroom, of course. I got it for the first time. It was life changing. Yeah, it's incredible. I was like, it's, it's, I was like, my legs aren't killing. It's like me first class, but yeah. for leg space, not yeah. like actual first class because that's actually way better. Um, my me, I'm a window guy. Uh, I'm short. I'm small. I can fit, you know, in, in any of the seats very comfortably. So. Uh, I, I take the window because I like to. I just go on the planes and I just do my own thing and I don't. I don't get up. I don't bother people. So for me, it's easier be in the corner, be in my own thing, be left alone. Uh, wow. That's a lot, a that's, lot of chalk. That's a lot the of way chalk I go. On this podcast. That's the way it goes. And one wild card. All right, here you go. You one, 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 one Before we get into basketball, I know we're talking a little planes a little like long here. The armchair etiquette, and this is exactly how it is. And everyone who says otherwise is absolutely incorrect. The armchair etiquette is this. Or the arm control, armrest 
control etiquette is this. As a middle rider. If you are in the middle, you get both. You get your right and your left. If you are on the window, you get your left. And if you're on, if you're on the left side of the plane. And if you're on your aisle, you get the right. If you're on the other side, it's vice versa. The aisle and the window, you get one. You're in the middle. It's the worst thing for you. You get both armrests. That's it. I'm with that. That's the way to go. But I will also say you can, depending on the person. Or, I mean, if you know them, you can obviously do whatever. But even if you're, you're with somebody that's kind or something, you can do like the middle gets like the front half of the of the armrest and then the... I would exactly argue the back half. Back. The front half is less comfortable. Whatever, whatever your fancy the back is. I'm with the back half. I'm with the back half. Certainly more but comfortable. It's whatever your It's fancy. the middle person's right to those armrests. It's not yours as a window of the aisle. You've got a better seat. Yeah. You own the better seat. That's fair. The middle person deserves the armrests. That's all I'm saying. I'm always down for the fight, though, as a middle guy. Well, listen, if you want to throw bows, you can throw bows, but I don't know. I think it's unfair. I, I think it's based off of how the window seat rider sits. Oh, if, if you're leaning it back, you're definitely not going to. So, so if you're leaning up against the window and you use, utilizing that space, you lose your arm. I think the window person. Pop ha- it right off. I think the window person <laughs> has to do that. You stick it right out the window, chop, gone. <laughs> stick it right out. the little hole at the bottom. Just cut a bigger one. Stick it in. I think the I think the person window is required to use that space. If not, switch. Well, yeah, you're not you're not utilizing space correctly. Then that's what right. About, all right, I got a quick question. You don't get the benefit but, of the but, armrest. But, but, but I didn't know it was an airplane say, podcast. But in a more airplane, it could. I would say people on the left side of the plane, everyone gets their right arm control. Everyone on the right side of the plane gets their left arm control. I don't you're talking stage are. left. No, if if you're regular walk, left, if you're walking down the aisle from uh, back uh, to front, if you're left. walking down the aisle to back front, back to front. I'm getting back. married. People on your left, plane? people on the left get the left arm then, not the right arm. No, people on the left side, that means the person that's on that aisle, their right arm is the end. Yeah, but but but, but if you if by that standard, the window guy would get the middle one on the right. That's if the, no one's utilizing the window correctly. Everyone gets no, one I mean, arm. That's just a general standard. I think the answer is. I think it's an individual three pack. I don't think it really. Yeah, I think I think you have to go. Out. The person in the middle has the right to the middle rest, and that's it. What do you guys feel about leaning back? Limited. How long is the flight? Three hours. Nope. Nope. Not long um, enough. Time. F- you if, haven't if, hit. If it's a night flight. Nope. Or if it's a red eye, I would be okay. Red eye is more than three hours. I'm a big no lean back guy. I'm a zero lean back guy. Uh, and, That's just me. And, I, I'm I, a zero I lean back guy. But if it's if it's less than three hours, no shot, not at all. Doesn't really bother me too much when people do it. If it's there. above, oh, it kills me. If it's longer than three hours, I would say it's probably. I think three is too short. I would say four. If it's more than four hours and it's a red eye and you want to lean back, that's fair game. I think outside of that, you keep your seat up. It's just disrespectful. Yeah, I mean, you got to be Everyone's tight. person behind you, right? You got to be respectful why, of the person behind you. That's why I don't do it, because I got to be I, yeah, For me, it's about the people behind It's about the people behind me. I just don't want to disrespect them. Oh. It, it, everyone's uncomfortable. We're in this together. Nobody actually wants to be there on the flight. I do. I want to be on the I love, I love flying. I'm an aviation nerd. <laughs> I love flights. <laughs> I love flying. I could, be, I could be on a plane all day. I mean, I love flying. I hate getting to the terminal. I love all of it. The entire process. Just from because there's finish. so much BS that you just have to deal with. It's great. You go to security. You can drink alcohol at 4 o'clock in the morning or at 7 o'clock in the morning there's or no at any time. There's no rules. Except when you we're can, trying to go to you your can, bachelor party. 
you can eat a whole pizza. And they say there's no beer being served. All right, well, all right, that was a, that was a, that's a was one that, time. That was issue. on the flight, wasn't it? That was no, on. No, that no, was we drank on the flight. We know, drank we on the flight. flight. We, we couldn't get a <laughs> come drink. on, brother. We couldn't get a drink at eight a.m. in the airport. Well, airport time is not real. You should true. be drinking all the time. That, that is absolutely true. And, but most airports are all right. That was a mistake. That the airport JFK was having issues that day. Whatever. Normally, airports are great. There's no rules. You can eat a pizza at seven o'clock in the morning with a beer, and you know what? No one's gonna say a word. No one's even going to look at you. It's great. I love flying. Let's get to St. John's basketball, all right? This is why we're here. Start of the season. That was the airplane pro- podcast. Uh, listen, the airplane co- podcast. This is an aviation The airplane podcast. podcast coming later on, you know, we'll do a special episode featuring. It's going to be our spinoff. Featuring yeah. United. It's in the off season. Yeah, Red Storm Flyers. <laughs> <laughs> for, for that podcast, you'll go to, you know, you'll follow a different place. Uh, anyway, all right. St. John's basketball. Here we go. It, it was a good summer. We got the opportunity to travel abroad, not us personally, but the St. John's basketball team. I wish we got to go. Uh, Dominican Republic got some good experience. I think got a lot of team building. We heard uh, we were fortunate enough to go to media day. Uh, and, you know, we you could tell that Coach Anderson, as well as some of the players, felt that they had a good gelling experience in that trip. Uh, and, you know, you only get to do it every four years. So it's really nice that we were able to take advantage of it you know, no COVID issues or anything like that. And hopefully it puts our team in a better starting place for this season ahead of where some other teams are. Yeah. I think being back fully and having it, like you said, not be a COVID year, no, no less restrictions. I know back last year was pretty much back to normal, but really having a full year, uh, having a lot of guys come back um, and, and being able to go on the trip, you know, the more they play together, the more they're going to gel adding the new pieces. I think it just, you know, it's always helpful. The more games you play, the better off you are. So getting able to do that in the summer is great. Yeah, it was really good to get to see some of our guys during the two exhibition games, which are a little more serious than, I mean, not a little more serious than the Dominican games that we played in the Dominican Republic. They're very serious, too. This is more, you know, into the college mindsets right before the beginning of the season. So it was nice to see some of our new guys like, uh, you know, David Jones from DePaul or um, Andre Carbello from Illinois. It was nice to see them get on the court a little bit. And going back onto the Dominican, when we went to the Dominican Republic trip, I think those are, uh, like, as Vincent touched on, it's very uh, crucial time for team building because you are together. Like, the you know, the 15, 20, however many people travel with you guys are together throughout it all, 24 hours a day, going here, there, and the, and the next place. I, that's a, I mean, I remember when I was a manager, going out the road is really where we built our team chemistry and did all that stuff. And that we had an opportunity to do that before the season, before we even got to get on an exhibition court, I think that's extraordinarily amazing. And we actually, when I was the whole there, we didn't have an international trip beforehand. You missed out. No travel for you, Nick. Got the miss. Can't sit in that middle seat you wanted to sit in. <laughs> well, Sorry. Hey, I got to go to the Bahamas, so that was pretty nice. Did you sit in the middle seat? I actually got my own row. Wow. wow. <laughs> Hi, big roller, huh? Big roller. Yeah, it was the years. It was fun. Guy paid extra, huh? <laughs> Nothing like a little empty row. He didn't put, out de- put, in, put deodorant actually, on actually, that day. That's that's actually, that's a lie. That's a lie. I didn't he didn't put deodorant on. No, no. I didn't Nick's always kind of smelly anyway. Yeah, it was natural BO. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think I actually got a whole row. I'm thinking I'm thinking of a different trip. Uh, uh, I got to, I got to, actually, I know I did not. I like fake stories. I, yeah, I love fake stories. Uh, I actually had a uh, window seat for that one. Because I remember getting on the flight, watching a drama, and going to sleep for the entire time. <laughs> Great. So you're holding all the Perrier. So you just wasted wasted the window. Always had to have a Perrier. Could have had beautiful uh, views landing in the Bahamas. What did Nick do? Slept. I took a picture. I took a picture on the way out. No. I, lied t- I lied twice now. That's it. See? <laughs> Who knows what's true? <laughs> False stories from Nicholas Coughlin. That's what we got. 
Nothing but the fakeness. All right. Like I said, we were fortunate enough to go to Media Day, uh, St. John's Media Day. It's always a cool time. Nice interaction with coach and players. You get, you know, kind of a first look at the team before we're in the season, before things are going good or bad. Everyone's excited. Everyone's happy. And I think, you know, it's kind of an interesting moment where you're able to get some real reactions. And we certainly got that out of Coach Anderson. Uh, You know, he... Listen, Coach Anderson is now here in his fourth year. I know part of the St. John's fandom is is kind of split on him. I'm certainly a big fan. I think he's done great things to put us in a great position to win. Uh, I think he does what he can to get players to buy into his system and creates a family atmosphere. And by doing that, you really put a team on the court who can win games and will look to each other knowing they can trust each other and down the stretch I know we were disappointed last year, but I think now a full slate of Anderson guys, I think we're going to be in a good place. And he, and he himself thinks that as well. In media day, he talked about how he thinks this is the most talented team he's had since he's been here. You know, our job as coaches and the staff is to uh, mesh this team and make it become a team. Uh, we have a lot of talent, probably the most talented I've had since I've been here. Uh, more guys will fit what we're doing. We've got eight guys that are coming back you know, that we brought in that fit what we're doing, help develop, you know, in our system and uh, knowing what we're trying to do on and off the floor. You love to hear that from Coach Anderson, especially now in this fourth season where he actually got his full slate of guys now that he really feels that this is the best team. And I, I kind of agree with him. I mean, I don't kind of agree with him. I absolutely agree with him. I mean, don't get me wrong. Julian Champagne was probably our best player that we've had in, in a while but I think we have the most well-rounded team now. I think we have the, a deeper team, a team that really plays into his style of play. Yeah, guys have bought in, and, and he's got a lot of them. I mean, he, uh, you know, another thing Coach Anderson talked about, uh, he mentioned how deep this bench is. One of the things that this team will have will have some depth. Uh, but last year, uh, there were times that, you know, I could look down on the bench and, you know, guys be out there just uh, gasping for air and, you know, I was better off calling timeout because of the limited that we had on our bench. Hopefully that won't be the case this year where our depth could be one of our strengths. And that's when my teams are good. The depth is there uh, no matter who we put in the game. Uh, uh, things continue to, uh, to go the right direction. I think the deep bench will really play into it. I, I do agree that um, it is the best team that we've had since, since Megan has been here, I think. Um, you know, this is the team that should get us to the NCAA tournament. We we need them to get us to the NCAA tournament. It's been long enough, and it is a big year in, in terms of Mike Anderson's trajectory here at, at St. John's. Um, you know, he, we do need to see some success. We do. Yeah, we, he's got to do something now. He, like, he's got He's got to. We got to make the tournament. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think. Tournament I think you know, if you look nationally, there's there's been some buzz about St. John's and how we've improved ourselves. Uh, I think Andre Curbelo coming over from Illinois and transferring in uh, is a big get. He was a guy who was uh, he was the sixth man of the year in the Big Ten his freshman year. Uh, had a concussion last year, missed a lot of games, but they thought he was going to take a huge leap. Several concussions. Several concussions. So, he, you know, last year was kind of a lost year for him. Uh, have him back. He's dynamic. And now with him and Posh at the backcourt, uh, we already know what Posh can do. Guard heavy. We got a great guard team. I mean, they're both pass force guards, too, which is going to free up a lot of guys. Uh, and their menaces defensively. So I think that defensively that's going to be something to watch out for, and that's what Anderson's system is based on. So if the defense, you know, keys the offense, all of a sudden we get some really tough on-ball defenders, and, you know, 
Who knows? And, and and I think Anderson knows that. Anderson spoke about how, you know, the goal of this team is to make the NCAA tournament, and the goal of this team is to wake up every day and be the best. He thinks this is the best team that he has, and, and he actually thinks a little more than that. You know, I, I think I got one of the best teams in the country. That's just me. That's just my nature. I wake up like that. I think I'm one of the best coaches. That's who I am. But at the same time, I stay in the now. You can't forget with this season in the Big East, the format of the Big East for coaching has definitely changed. We no longer have to fight Villanova and Jay Wright. Jay Wright is now retired. Willard has left. Holloway's jumping in. Who knows how that's going to go his first year. The shine off of Shaka is gone. No one's going to be surprised by his style anymore. Absolutely. So that's completely gone. We have the opportunity to jump in with teams getting hurt, people getting hurt, and it could end up being something in a situation where it's us and Creighton at the top. This is going to be a league that's going to be wide open, I think. Uh, a lot of teams uh, uh, that are out there that are really good. Well, guess what? We're one of those teams. I, I think the Big East is very wide open this year. I 100%. Think, I think if you look at the preseason polls and stuff like that, which we'll go into a little bit later, it, it's, it's open because, you know, look – Oh, it's a different if it's different league without Jay Wright. Yeah, I mean, right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's it, 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 it is. It just is. They've been the standard bearer for yeah. a long time. Yeah, and, and it's they're you know look. Kyle Neptune was an assistant there. It's not like you're losing. It's not like Villanova's losing that much. I for wouldn't, sure. I mean, it's not know, like they're going to be. You know, let's not talk about their demise just yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're not going to be a bad team, but um, they're, they're not going to be the same Villanova as old. And and it's first year jitters for everybody. It'll happen. Absolutely. It, it, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Tim, you asked a great question at Media Day to Mike Anderson about our guard play. It got a great response from Mike, but, you know, I, I think it really goes to the heart of what this team is going to be. Featured on ESPN. Yes, it was featured on ESPN 3. I'll take it. ESPN. Counts to me. But with this opportunity to reach out to Anderson and give him a question, I noticed that in previous teams with Arkansas, Mizzou, and UAB, he had teams that were very guard-heavy, Guards that had experience on top of that, and usually either a big four or a big five that would assist the team. I believe you know guard play is very, very critical. I think in which any team plays, but especially for the way we play. And I think uh, having uh, enough of them where you know if one guy goes down, we got somebody else we can put right in there. Uh, and I think having guys come in, uh, such as said like uh, Andre Cabello, I think. That's going to be big for our basketball team. Then uh, uh, you add a guy like Posh. Uh, uh, Dylan, you think about Dylan. Dylan has been, uh, his freshman year, he was phenomenal for us this, that year. Uh, I thought last year we asked too much of him. Well, I think now he can get back into that role he played for us uh, when he first year. You're talking about a fifth-year guy in a Montez Mathis. Uh, we haven't even talked about him. So, again, uh, having a number of guys that can play the position, Raphael Penzon. Uh, if healthy, I, I think Rafi helps us win four to five more games. Uh, so now he's healthy now. Uh, so we get a chance to uh, – people really get a chance to see him play. Uh, so without a doubt, you know, my successful team, our guard play has been been really, really good. Uh, the depth was a, a big-time pro, uh, problem for us here. But now I think we've kind of answered that in terms of depth. And we'll see as, as those guys get out and go out and perform. It was a great opportunity for the Red Storm Chasers to attend their very first St. John's Media Day. 
we had the opportunity to talk to several players, get nice little quotes from them, talk about their progress for the year, and have the opportunity to talk to Coach Anderson and the athletic director, Mike Craig, on top of that. Yeah, it's really nice to be, you know, uh, included, and it's really a great experience to get to have, you know, be able to get those clips. One of the main starts of the season is always the preseason rankings in the Big East. Uh, St. John's coming in I, I'm a little disappointed. I have to say I'm disappointed as where we are ranked in the preseason rankings. It's a coach's poll, obviously. St. John's sixth heading into the year. I think last year's disappointment uh, kind of soured some people. And I think that's why we ended up sixth. But I, I think we're we're better than six in the Big East. I think we're better off being there. A lot of times it seems, at least recently, no, for years, when the high, expectations come really high from the other coaches, it, I don't know, it puts us in a bad mindset or something. We always struggle. I'd rather be in the middle of the pack and then we can rise to the top. Uh, maybe that's just me. Maybe I like being the underdog a little bit, having a little chip on our shoulder. That's I, fair. I agree with that, but at the same time, like I, – I, I, I see what you're saying with how the po- uh, how the coaches have been you know putting us in the polls in the preseason, but our players seeing that we are going to be in sixth place should we should be in fourth place, frankly. We should be projected as fourth, and that we're not, the players hopefully will put a chip on their yeah, shoulder. That's, that's, that's like Craig's saying. I, ho- I hope, Craig's yeah, I I hope they do build off that. I think so. Just to, to give you a rundown of the teams, Creighton was picked. As the number one, which is a is a big change for the Big East, Villanova. Hey, I, keenly talked, I talked about it last season. How they were very one. young, and they have the best recruiting class that they had ever in their history. Yeah. Creighton's a top ten team. Creighton's right a top ten team. They, they, listen, they deserve. It. I'm not I'm not taking away from it. It's yeah, just a change for the Big East. Villanova young. has been number one routinely for years, and you know, like we talked about before, it's an open pack, and and Creighton is certainly leading the way. Xavier two in the preseason poll. Villanova three. Then Connecticut, Providence. Us, then it goes Seton Hall, Butler, Marquette, Georgetown, and Port Paul once again finds themselves in 11th. Uh, I, I think, Nick, you're not wrong with the fourth. I think we're better than Providence in Connecticut. Um, I mean, we'll see. Providence is always sneaky good, so you never know. They're the only ones I could see being – the Connecticut ahead of us kind of stings. I, I don't like that, but probably because I hate Connecticut, uh, the state and the university. Uh, <laughs> but, Sorry, you know, that's just me. Listeners. Well, that's all right. Vincent, like you were supposed to look at Connecticut that one year. Well, I, yeah, I did. I was supposed to tour UConn, and uh, he was going, it, it was 2009. It was 2009. I was looking at colleges. I had tour set up at UConn uh, on a long weekend, and uh, it was, I was actually, uh, yeah, it was a long weekend, and uh, the Yankees won the World Series, and the Yankees ticker tape parade was exactly the same time as my UConn tour was supposed to be, and I said if God had wanted me to go to UConn, I wouldn't have had the Yankees. He wouldn't have had the Yankees win the World Series, and I wouldn't have to go to the ticker tape parade. <laughs> so the me, Craig, and Nick went to the ticker tape parade and took the train, met our parents, and then from there we took a nice trip to New England. But we skipped the UConn tour, and <laughs> I fortunately never became a Husky. Uh, so that was that was a big win all around, to be well, honest. You avoid that and the. Uh... The explanation of what the city is in Delaware. <laughs> that was my college tours were unique. We went to we did tour Delaware, and uh, you know, uh, no, well, I'm a little disrespect to Delaware, I guess. <laughs> uh, if you're we're from New Jersey, we should disrespect. That's Delaware. true. That's our true. official Twitter does all the time. We're allowed. That's to. absolutely factual. Great Twitter, Twitter by the way, 100 percent great. Adam Jay goes. If you don't follow, oh, it's shit. spectacular, hilarious. Um, so 
you're you touring Delaware, and you know the the tour guide is is trying to type up the school as they do. Yeah, like, listen, it's it's a great experience here. You're you're 20 minutes from the beach, and you're 20 minutes from the city. I said, oh wow, you guys are only 20 minutes from Philadelphia. She goes, no, Newark. Uh, oh, Newark, <laughs> Delaware. <laughs> I looked at my mom and dad and said, well, I think we can leave now. They said, you want to see the do you want to see the dorm? I said. I'm not going here. We walked as we walked away. I heard the tour guide. No, no, this way. <laughs> we walked directly to our car and and they, never returned they, to they the try, tour. They tried a proposition with ice cream in there. No, no, the ice cream was before. See, I wasn't silly. Oh, they had okay. their own creamery. We had the ice cream on the tour previous to that moment. I, I was waiting for that, and then after that, uh, fortunately, this the city out, thing came. Shout out. out all the blue hands. Hey, blue hands. Hey, listen, it's a good university. I, I won't disrespect it, but yeah, the, the Joe, city, the Newark, Joe Flacco's. Come on. come on. I mean, the Joe flying Flacco's. Flacco's. Let's be serious here. If you're calling Newark, Delaware a city, yeesh. Uh, anyway. It's not even right. Moving on. We did have one accolade uh, collected by our great, great point guard, Posh Alexander. He first team all Big East preseason in the voting. Well-deserved. I, I don't think much of a question. Uh, you know. Absolutely I, it, not. It's, at this point, everyone knows who Posh Alexander is, and and you know gets very nervous i'm sure when he's got to when when they've got to play against him and have him lead the defense for st. john's he's an absolute junkyard dog and i can't wait to see more of that this year i love posh i love it i love it i love when somebody's scrappy on offense i said it last year best player on our team he's best player on our team last year best player on our team this year well you look at those rankings for the first and second teams you could see these big east coaches did not want rope for jones Jones should have definitely been ranked. They don't that, like they don't like the fact they, that he transferred. Exactly, they didn't like that he early transferred yeah. from DePaul to St. John's. I think that was a penalty towards biggest him. snub. Not even second team. Set up a new rival between uh, St. John's and DePaul, though, huh? That's our sister school. Yeah, well, they're now they're rivals. <laughs> now, I, yeah, now they're I can tell you that's not gonna be a fun game for uh, David Jones when he goes back to I, uh, I hope we punch Illinois. Him I hope we give him forty. Oh, it's the five fans. <laughs> hey, wow. hey, they're ten minutes out of downtown now. They get six fans. <laughs> well, just, yeah, come I mean, on, I, I, why, why are we beating up on DePaul? It's, it's the, DePaul. Leave DePaul alone. No, Leave him alone. No, hey, no, hey, no, you always beat them down, so they never get back up. You got to make come sure on. Keep them down. Let's uh, DePaul, DePaul, poor DePaul. You know they 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 had a shining moment last year where they looked really good for a little while. Mm-hmm. I was hopeful. I was like, maybe they'll make it. And then we took their best player. Well, that, okay. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I'm glad to have their best player, but at the same time, well, let's not pick on the... There's a lot of teams in the Big East we can pick do on. You remember, and I, do you remember not that be kid on the bench? <laughs> listen. <laughs> Goggles. Listen. You don't forget that. Never forget. I don't need to see Max Struss making threes against us and this little kid dancing on that end. Listen, I hate... It's fair. That was a really TikTok bad TikTok dancing before TikTok. I hate a lot of the Big East teams. DePaul is not on my list. No, they, no, they, they didn't no. I'm with they, you. I'm they're, with they're, you. They're too innocent to well, be hated. What do you think about Xavier? Uh, two? Really? I don't know. I think Xavier is good. good. I, I think they're good. Sean Miller, baby, he, he doesn't. He's a miss. <laughs> Just pay, pay the man. man he, he doesn't have book. rules. Don't apply, to Sean he Miller. He does bo- what he wants. Book Richardson's not back with him. He can't cut officially. Who, who, well, yeah, <laughs> but who, who's, who's, yeah. who's taking the blame officially? Uh, no, listen, Sean Miller's whatever. He got a new it takes. bag, man. Yeah, he definitely has a new bag. Come on, if you don't think Sean Miller's doing some shady stuff. You don't know Sean Miller. I got a bridge to sell you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's in Ohio. So name the other sister school other than DePaul. Name our other sister school. There's three. We have three Vincentian schools in North America. I know the answer. All right. Well, then you don't Craig? know. Craig? Wait, wait. 
I'll give you two a hint. We also we play them this season. But we, but he knows the answer. But Craig's eyes are fluttering now. Niagara. All right, you got it right. Tim knows <laughs> the answer too. Wow. It's Niagara. We're all Vincentians. Go the the three Vincentian schools in in North America. Vincent, great name. Calendar. All right, looking ahead to the non-conference season, we start our season with Merrimack, which may not sound like a super juggernaut, but they are projected to be the best team in the NEC. Uh, they finished fourth last year in the in the conference, ten and eight overall. Uh, it's the only number that really matters for the smaller schools, right? Their overall record. Yeah, their overall record is hard to judge because they know, play they, a lot of games against teams like St. John's. Where actually, they're if they're a better team, hammered. they probably have a worse record because they end up playing better teams. And that's the conference true. record that's is really true. what you do. At least that's yeah. what I do when I bet on them. <laughs> that's it. It's like, hey, listen, as long as you know who to bet on, that's all that matters. But, uh, you know, listen, is it, it you know, we, we won't predict winners because if we lose this game, we'll be having a very different conversation next week. Yeah. But overall, it, you know, it's a talented team. It's a, you know, an, a veteran team, I would say, out of, out of the NEC. And we'll see what we get. It'll be Monday night, first night of college basketball. So it'll be great anyway. It's a celebration. St. John's giving out sweatshirts. Yeah. Uh, you know, a great start to the season. I, uh, I'm certainly looking forward to it. I, I'm sure you guys are all as well. The guy you're going to be worried about, and you're going to see go off in corner second is Jordan Miner. He has 13. There's double always doubles. one. He had 13 double doubles last year. Yeah, led the conference. 15, now, wait, wait, listen to this thing. 15 points a game, eight rebounds, two and a half blocks. That's pretty good. You smell yeah, that? That should be a job. You smell that? St. John's transfer coming your way, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry. He'll end up playing the person that uh, Omar Stanley would always go and bring up the fact that, oh, my God, that's Joel Soriano. <laughs> there you go. Nick's guy. Nick's, I, love, Nick's... I love Soriano. I love my bigs. Uh, love him and Omar Stanley, baby. <laughs> Ain't nothing we've, got some, we've got some good bigs this year. All and, right. we, and we got what's-his-name? 7-1. Good old, good old what's-his-name. Good old what's-his-name. Good, good old what's-his-name. Mohamed Kia. Mohamed Kia. Kia. The second game, which will be Saturday of next week, will be Lafayette. Lafayette, you know, they're a decent enough school. They're going through a rebuilding. They're, they're, <laughs> they're going through a rebuilding. They're, they're, they're a school. They just got a new... They, just, a, <laughs> they exist. Yeah. They are a school that plays basketball. No. That's, that's, my, that's my elementary school. They're, that's true. <laughs> Lafayette State. School that, number 25. Shout out say, That's our... That's our. Yeah, we all went there. We're all Lions. Homegrown, yep. baby. Uh, Lafayette is one senior on the team. Lafayette is a strong. young, young Patriot League team, which I have to be honest doesn't bode well for a them. Of, a bunch of young Lions, and they have a new coach this year. So. Yeah, listen, I, it, as I said, it's, it's a rebuild. It's got to be tough for teams like Lafayette to start the season, but hey, hopefully they bring us to two and zero, and we're you know happy, happy to see them lose. This, but, is, this is what we would call a pay to play game. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, well, in college basketball, the payday isn't as good as college football, but yeah, for sure. It's college basketball. They'll get around. Does anybody know where Lafayette plays? Like in the world? Oh, yeah. It's a Fort New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, actually, that's a good question. Where does Lafayette play? That's a great question. Actually. Like what state? Yeah, what state? What, what state and then if city. You get city. If you go out. I, all right, Nick, you go first. Take a guess. I, Don't say the answer. I know, I know it because I've been All right, Nick cheated. Lafayette. I was looking up their stats and stuff. I don't know. I did my due diligence. Craig's I did watch my going off. Craig, no control. Siri over his, wanted to be part of the podcast. Craig, no control over his Apple Watch today. He dropped it earlier. Good job. Okay. He's all over it. It's it's. it's Lafayette's it's, located in Pennsylvania. I think yes, Pens- it is. I'm Pennsylvania. That's 100 percent where it is. It is Pennsylvania. Is it in Lafayette, Pennsylvania? It's. Come on, it had to be a good. Not a bad game. Had to be a good game. Not a. Not correct. It's in a. Not correct, but not a bad game. It's in a city named after a baseball bat. 
Pennsylvania's got some weird town a names. Metal baseball bat. That's not great. Easton? Yes. Woo! <laughs> Vincent, congratulations. I'll Here take obscure cities in Pennsylvania for a thousand. <laughs> Alex? Easton's a rip rip. Yeah, really. Yeah, I was going to say, really crapping on Easton. Easton was good. Easton Easton's like the best metal bat there is. Not anymore, I thought. No, they they right. they made. Oh, well, fall. first of all, I haven't I have played little league baseball in about twenty years, anyway. so yeah, maybe not I mean, anymore. I mean, I had Easton too. I loved it. This guy, but this guy shitting on Easton because I can. I'm sorry, Easton, Pennsylvania. You guys are great people. I'm sure. Easton, if you're listening, yeah, we already ripped we their basketball team. We Come on, still give like a little the, We would still like to get a sponsorship from you guys. <laughs> are they? Wait, wait is East, I wonder if that's where they make the bats. Possible. It's got to be though. It's probably. I mean, it doesn't have to be. Easton's, Easton's like a pretty common be. name. It's not like it's fairly it's, common. Name. Well, it's Pennsylvania, so it's probably at the Easton Steel Mill that they make. The I, that's Eastern what I'm saying. I, I certainly think they could. It certainly makes sense. You know what, Tim? You better watch out because you, you know, know why the people Eastern of Easton are going to come with their bats and they're going to beat the living bejesus out of you. All right. <laughs> and you know what? I got to be honest. After this conversation, you might have deserved it. I'll just drive away and then get my gas pump for me. That's right. Thank God for New Jersey. We'll never give it up. Never give it up. I don't want to put my own gas. Absolutely it's, not. it's snowing outside, guys. Why the hell do I want to get out of my car? <laughs> it's warm in there. All right, looking ahead to some of the major non-conference games we have this year. Uh, first big test, Nebraska, November 17th. It's part of the Gavid tip-off. You know, last year we lost to Indiana. That was a disappointing result. This year we get Nebraska at home. We're back in a Big Ten game in Carneseca. First test, you know, that'll be our real measure for how how this team has gelled in the first two weeks. It'll be nice to see our, you know, how we, how we fare against the big 10 team, even though they are going to be, they're projected to be last in the big 10. It'd be nice to see where, how we fall, where, how we lie with them just to make sure we take care of business and all that. But I do want to give a, a nice shout out to Luca Virgilio, who uh, was one of four people who made it with me through my four years of college. It being me, him, Amar Ali Begovic, and another guy named Mike Compton. Members of the basketball team. Members of the, yes, St. John's basketball team. I'm sorry. Um, you didn't graduate with four people. <laughs> I did just graduate with four people from St. John's University. It was a weird year. But shout out Luca Virgilio. Uh, I can't wait to see him, personally. I hope I get to shout his name right, in the season. Well, so what does he do? He is the director of um, basketball ops, I believe. Oh. I, I believe he has a more specific title because um, he is from Italy. And he is actually a very fun fact. He is the person who put Luka Doncic on the map when he was 16 years old. He was. Oh, look at that! He was a scout for Eurobasket. Couldn't have sent him to St. John's. Luca was <laughs> Luca Virgilio. <laughs> I wish he would have. All right, but yeah, fun facts. Good. That'll be uh, fun for you. Very fun. Uh, the next, I have to say, we have a double back-to-back kind of big matchup. So we, we Nebraska on the 17th again. Nebraska is not that good, but it's still a Big Ten matchup. And then we get right into it in the Empire Classic at the Barclays Center on November 21st. Uh, first matchup will be against Temple. And then we have the potential of playing Syracuse or Richmond in that second matchup on the 22nd. That's – listen, Richmond is a, a very good team. Richmond made the tournament last year. They won a game in the tournament. Playing them would be very good. Playing and beating Syracuse would be better because we hate them. Nothing like it. That's Absolutely. you know that that's who we're hoping for in that second game. But as long as we get to the second game and it's the championship or whatever they want to call it of the Empire Classic, I think we should be happy. And, and you know, I, I think the matchup against Temple puts us in a in a good place. Temple's not a bad team, but you know they're projected fifth in the American uh, team. We should beat, team we sure. should certainly beat. Uh, the 
the we have two other big matchups. I have to say, we have more, I think, bigger matchups in this non-conference season than we've had in past years, which will put us in a good place come tournament time, which is hopefully something we'll have to talk about. Uh, Iowa State, we have at the end of this and at the end towards the end of the non-conference schedule in December, and we also play Florida State. Oddly enough, in between the Iowa State December fourth game, we play DePaul. Yeah, it seemed like a uh, a little jab at DePaul, put him in the middle of the out of conference schedule, like they don't belong in the Big East. Yeah, I just I, I don't understand why on December seventh we're playing DePaul. It's like hey, like Tim said, DePaul. We're gonna give you it. We're gonna give you. A, we're gonna use you as a fluff game for St. John's during the during December. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, it looked like they were filling out the the rest of the Iowa conference. Like ah, we couldn't get Duke this year. We couldn't get uh, any other big ACC teams diverse. Uh what's what's another team around here? Uh, out conference, out conference. Uh, New Hampshire. Yeah, let's do that. DePaul. Yeah, that's another one that fits that quote. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's weird that the conference allowed it. Are there other teams going to play in that early, or is it just us? I was gonna say December seventh is early. There must be. That, that, that's gotta it, be. It must be. Thing. I mean, we play Villanova on the on December twenty first. Yeah, I mean the, that's. No, that that, that, that started. The schedule is earlier this year no, than usually, it, usually this year on this day. day. New Year's last year New was New not. Day. Last well, last year was not. Last year we had a game in the twenties, December yeah. in the December really? twenties. But did. it was after Christmas, no? Before Christmas. Uh, before Christmas, we had it. Really? Def- yeah, it was. Yeah. It was the same. I think it was around wow. December twenty first, maybe. Yeah. maybe. I don't think it was exactly twenty first. But uh, the only thing I can really guess is that something fell through. That we thought we were going to get this person here, and then we had to move the schedule this way. I don't think so. They they wouldn't Not schedule a conference game then, because because you don't have to have, uh, you don't have to have non conference games. You can play. We played C and Hall on the twentieth last season. There you go. See, mm-hmm. Even earlier. No, we're the only ones playing a conference game that week. weird, super weird, super weird. By the way, Very speaking strange. of non-conference last season, we played actually a fair amount of teams that made it to the NCAA tournament. Including St. Peter's, Indiana, Colgate, Kansas, Kansas. <laughs> I went right past. Them. I was waiting for that one. <laughs> I went right past them because I already I just. Well, let's. Put it in their mind. Last year's over. Well, this year. I can tell you who won't be. The future, the future is now, old man. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Bill self won't be. First four games. Yeah, he, yeah. He's really gonna I miss. He's really gonna miss the, the matchup against Utah Valley. It's really gonna crush him. But you know, he you know who will be coaching? Game. He misses the Duke game. But. Norm. Norm's back. Good old Norm. Golden Norm. We do love Norm. All righty. Four uh, now, hopefully. Let, hope he beats those this is, we, Florida State is a good one right at the end. It's in the new Orange Ball Classic, so that'll be interesting to see. That'll end our, well, I would say it would end our non-conference schedule, although we will have already <laughs> played DePaul in the, in the in the conference game. But that'll be the end of our non-conference, and then we'll head into Big East play from there. Is it going to be an easy road? No. Do I think we could win out? Maybe. I mean, we're St. John's. We're, we're probably... <laughs> Let's hope. Uh, we could blow a game. We always do. Hopefully but not. Hopefully yeah. not. All of the if big... If we do, it should be in the second game of the Empire Classic. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I, I think, you know, Florida State has been good recently. Yeah, Florida like, State we, can be we, good. They're very athletic. I was looking. We play uh, Syracuse and Richmond. Or, and or, or Richmond. Or yeah. Richmond, not and or. or. Yeah, those are probably the two best games on the... Uh, yeah. I think we have a very good possibility of coming into our conference play, uh, you know, maybe with only one or two losses. I think, I hope we, really, look, if we want to make a tournament this year, and that's our goal, then I think we need to come out with no more than one loss. I was going to say, yeah, 100%. one loss. We, we get that's one, the goal. 
Listen, the you only did. two teams that we are no, you can are, lose to Florida State and you can lose to a Richmond or a Syracuse and you can no, still get not by. if you not if you want to be a real contender. If you want, it depends how far you, you want can to go lose to one of them. You can still make you the tournament leave. losing to both. Of course, you can make you the tournament absolutely without a doubt. If, if we finish, if you're in the tournament, you're a contender. If we finish off the Florida State game going into Nova at Nova and we have one loss, I think we'd be project, uh, at least. 25th, 24th, or right there at the top of the... Oh, uh, yeah, for yeah. sure. I agree with you that. Hope. I agree with that. Uh, all right. We're going to start a new segment now. We're going to do our our spotlight of the week. Uh, for this first one, we're all going to take our own spotlight. We're going to spotlight a player for the season instead of for the week, but this will be a recurring thing that continues on from here. So we'll start with Tim. Tim, who are you spotlighting as your player for the season? For the season, my player who I think will end up getting most improved Big East Player of the Year, Joel Soriano. Oh, I like it. Now, everyone thought about how he was playing at the end of the year, where he was almost averaging a double-double. His stats throughout the year, especially at the beginning of the year, were not that great. I project him to average about 13-9 and or possibly 14-9. and with about a steal and a block per game. I like it. I like it. All right, Nick, who are you spotlighting? First and foremost, I just have to say that I can't believe that you took my guy. <laughs> You're Sarano, welcome. Right from, right from out under me. But you want, you want a proposition of trade? Regardless. No, I do not. No, I do not. <laughs> I'd like to trade my spotlight player. I don't because I, I do appreciate pick. yours. But I do not think that he is my, my, my spotlight player. Spotlight player. I believe that my spotlight player is Omar Stanley. He's a, a true sophomore. He's, you know, got a year under the system. He's had a year under your spotlight, Joel Soriano. And now he has, a, as, a, as a sophomore, that gets to come in in crucial times and gets to show himself rather than having to bear the brunt of being, you know, the sophomore that had a good freshman season and now has to put more than he's expected of. He also has guys around him who can help him in the position in that he doesn't have to do things he shouldn't have to. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Gets, yeah. You know, we, yeah. we got guys like Keita and, and David Jones and obviously Joel Soriano back where, you know, Omar can kind of play a position that he's more equipped for instead of having to theoretically play a five position where he's not necessarily, you know, where, where that should be. So, Craig, who are you spotlighting for this season? I think my spotlight player is going to be Andre Curbelo. Um, he's, you know, he I talked about him a little bit before. Uh, I think him coming in takes some of the pressure off of Posh. Uh, which will free him up to be the best version of Posh. Um, plus, I think uh, I think Curbelo has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because you know things soured with him at Illinois towards the end. Uh, I think people were a little down on him. I think he wants to prove that he's he's still a great dynamic player that he is. Um, so I think he's gonna have a big year. His passing is unbelievable. He's a great great passer, um, and he can score. So I I just think he's a big player and he's gonna be a big key piece to this team. Certainly will be, and you know we talked before about how how deep we are with guards, Curbelo, Pinzone, Posh. We've got the guards, and and Curbelo is going to be a main major factor of that. Uh, I'm going to spotlight you know the best player on the team because somebody's got to spotlight him for the season. Uh, I think Posh Alexander actually has a chance at being the Big East Player of the Year. He last year 13 points a game, four and a half rebounds a game, five and a half assists a game. From the point guard position, yeah, he does everything. He, he 
you know, if if his three point shooting gets to the level it can get to, watch out. There's no reason he can't be the best player on the court in every game we play. He's dynamic when he passes the ball. He's dynamic when he's trying to create shots for himself. He's on defense. He is just a monster. There's not enough positive things you can say about Posh Alexander. Going to be the leader of our team. I think he's got to be the spotlight. Think about this. He's a first-team Big East all-conference. And he is underrated. He is very underrated. It's I true. wouldn't disagree. Yeah, like without a doubt, like he, people like un, un, undoubtedly, if you ask anybody, they would say. You know Julian why they Champagne. all follow Tim? They hate short people. It's got to be it. It's got to be it. Everybody last year would say Julian Champagne was our best player. One hundred percent. It was by a mile. And wrong. To your point, there's there's an argument. There's an argument that Posh was. Posh is a heart of the team, and I think this year that's going to shine through even more. And and it's going to be. You know, watch out. I think he's in for, we're in for a hell of a year of Posh Alexander, and it's going to be great to see. So let's talk. Now, we've talked about our spotlights. I think a lot of those guys are going to get a lot of playing time. What do we think this the starting lineup for this team is going to be come the game against Merrimack? So I think, um, well, I think, I think it might evolve as we go, but I think the initial starting lineup is going to be Posh, obviously. Uh, Corbello will obviously start. Um, David Jones will start for sure. Soriano will start. I think those four are pretty locked in. I would be surprised if any of those four. I, I would agree. Um, the last guy I think is going to be the other question mark. I think the last guy probably ends up being. I'm going to say Wusu. All right, Wusu, Nick, Nick. What do you think? So, um, I agree with most of the people you said. Obviously, I agree with Posh. I agree with David Jones. I agree with Joel Soriano. But I think we're gonna. It, I mean, in the second game of an exhibition, when we played um, Southern New Hampshire, uh, we also started Mathis and Omar Stanley. I like that. I like that big complex. I mean, I, again, I am a big. I, I like people. I like bigs. Uh, so I, I like to have a big frame like that. And I would like to. I think we'll have Joel Serrano. And, so those are the five you I think, think those will start. Five. I think Mathis is. The five of that, and I think Omar Stanley also gets us. All right, so who, Tim. Do I know, sorry, who's the five again? Posh, David Jones, Joel Serrano, Montez Mathis, Omar Stanley. You're starting huge Mathis lineup. Curbella. He's starting a huge lineup. I'm starting. To, I'm a big. I'm starting. I'm. I'm going tall. How much wow. bigger is Mathis over Curbella? Uh, three inches. Okay. And, and three inches, and and you know thirty pounds. Fair. Tim, what do you got? Starting five. My starting five is going to be Posh at the point, Mathis at the two, Wusu at the three, Jones at the four, Soriano at the five, and Corbello as the sixth man. Kyle, wow. The wow. here. Guys just picking picking six men when you get yeah, a yeah. starting five. Tim will take six, no problem. Yeah, he's going to be the, uh, I think... I believe that Mike Aronson is going to utilize him as like the James Harden here when he was uh, with the uh, the Thunder back then. All right, I love you both. I don't think there's a shot in hell that Andrew Carbell doesn't start. Zero percent. My starting five, oh. Craig. No problem. He didn't want to hear my starting five, so he's going to argue with you guys <laughs> first. Yeah. My starting five, uh, although I do agree with Craig, unfortunately, is going to be Posh Alexander, uh, Andre Carbello. I think Omar Stanley. And then David Jones and Joel Soriano will be my starting five. 
Yeah. So, Jalen Betts, uh, Cabrello starring. Game one. There you Absolutely. go. I'll take, I'll, I'll take it. Take, I'll, I'll take that. A action. dollar all around. Dollar, a dollar for the a dollar ball. around, just like halftime. Exactly. Good old halftime basketball games. Love betting on the kid basketball games. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing more fun than betting on little kids playing basketball. Little kids who can't. The, the basket is so high for those little kids. Just whenever they make the basket, the whole crowd goes wild. Except for Vincent. It, except for me. For the under. Vincent always take the under, baby. Always take the under. It's done me well so far. Nothing says fun like cheering against little kids to make baskets. All right. So in, in our final final piece here, obviously we've, we've set the stage for this season. It's going to be an exciting season. Where do we see this season going? Okay. What do you project? Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be record you project, but where do you see this team going in the end uh, at the end of the year? Where, where do we finish? And I would say, if you, mind, if you don't mind, where do we finish in the Big East? Where do we finish in the Big East tournament? And, and do we make the NCAA tournament will, will be will be the answers I'm looking for, Nick. All right, so I will start first with our conference, where we're going to end up in our conference. Yep. I, as I alluded to it earlier, I believe we're going to end up in fourth in our conference. All right. I think we can get up to three, depending on what happens with Villanova. All right, I no, no, no uh, Wednesday game for the Big East tournament then. That's good. I like that. Hopefully not. And with that, I believe we head on to the Big East tournament. I think we're going to win a game. So that means we're going to win a Thursday game, and we'll be wow. on to Friday. Friday the night. Friday night. Yeah, I'm trying to get to the Friday. Aren't we all, Nick? Aren't we, we all? And you know what? I'm going to go real optimistic. We're going to obviously make the NCAA tournament. Okay, obviously. Friday. I like the confidence. And I think we're making it to the Sweet 16. Sweet 16. Woo! Book it. Nick is all Book in. It. I like it. I like it. Tim, what do you got for us? So I'm also going to add the loss toll for the out of conference. Oh boy! All oh right. boy! Yeah, <laughs> this so. seems to be going a different way, huh? <laughs> Give it a little more, a little more of a breakdown. So out of conference schedule, okay. Total losses, one. Oh, all right. Just one. All right, love some positivity. Just one. All Just right. one. What do we got for the Big East? Where are we finishing? Second. Second. <laughs> He said, okay. "He said, Nick, I'll see you a fourth, <laughs> and I'll raise you a two. I, I think this year, the opportunity with Anderson having a team that's built like his previous successes at Mizzou, at UAB, and at Arkansas, this team is built to run a better style of defense of the true 40 minutes of hell, not 30 minutes of hell and 10 minutes of what the hell. There you go. That that's all last year, unfortunately. So, But I, I see Crane one, us two. Nova three, Xavier four. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So what are we doing in the Big East tournament? We're losing the finals. The finals. Woo! Wow. Tim has us another, on Saturday. Another, another guy on Friday. He has us on Saturday. That's true. I don't He's have got us on Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> he said, "Nick, your Friday is nothing." Nick, Tim doubled up on Nick twice. I love it. NCAA tournament. Then <laughs> watch. Here comes the deflation. What are we going? Where are we going in the Big East, in the in the NCAA tournament, Tim? Round thirty-two. Wow, let us down. Because positive till the end. Because we have the worst luck with seeding. Ah, uh, you're not wrong in that yeah, aspect. You're not and, wrong and in my, that aspect. And my gut says, no matter what we do, we're gonna get a horrible seeding. We're always gonna get a horrible seeding. That's never gonna change, though. I mean, Tim Scenario, we exercise a lot of demons. Actually, well, Nick's too. In, in both reversed. of theirs, mine's a little reverse. The positivity so high, Craig. Craig, why don't you why don't you ground us a little bit here, Craig? <laughs> so I think, show us what it's like to be a St. John's fan. I think we actually finished. 
I think we finished fifth in the Big East. All right. No, yeah, no, yeah, I take yeah, it yeah, back. Yeah. I think we finished fourth in the Big East. Right, I think don't, make fresh. Fresh. don't make no, it fresh. No, no, no. I was between. I think fourth. I think we finished fourth in the Big East. I think we also get to Friday night at the Big East. Wow. I think, I think we actually think that. Exercise, no, no, I actually think that. I think we get to Friday at the Big East. I think we, we win that first game. We get to Friday. We lose a heartbreaker on Friday. That's what I think. Classic. That's what I think. We're there. A classic We're loss and, on Friday and then, night. You know, then it goes bad. Um, what well, do we got in the NCAA tournament, kid? In the NCAA tournament, um, so what do I think? What do I think we're going to do? I think we are going to get to the Sweet 16 like Nick. And I All think right. we get I think we get hot towards the end. And I think we get to Sweet 16. And we blow in the Sweet 16. And then we don't we don't win the Elite Eight game, but we get to Sweet 16. That's hey, listen, a lot of positivity. I, mean, I enjoy it. You guys Sometimes you get a little down, and I appreciate your positivity it's coming fr- in here. It's beginning of the season. It's, it's beginning yeah, of the don't season. Have you now, you never Hope get the Kool Aid is delicious. It always <laughs> tastes very good, particularly this time of year. All it's, right, it's red, for, red me, it's for me, for me, it's a trap. So I, I will say, uh, I agree with Nick. I think third or fourth in the Big East is where we're going to end up. I think that's, you know, I think that's right where our team will be. I think Creighton is going to be kind of a runaway a bit. And, and I think that third or fourth is right in, the, in that range we're going to be. And we're going to be battling with, you know, the likes of Xavier and, and uh, Villanova, I think, uh, and Providence for sure. Are you about to tell us that we're going to win the Big East tournament? I am going to say... That we will not win oh, the Big East tournament. Oh, Come yeah, on, Come on, no way. Uh, listen, what I no way. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. You I do be, think. You gotta be realistic. Man. I do think. Well, let's be serious. Georgetown won. These are realistic. These are realistic. These are supposed to be realistic uh, thoughts. I am here. realistic. It's our city, baby. I th- listen. You had them losing on Friday yeah, night. You, you, you didn't have them winning. Silence, because they knows it's true. I actually. I. I. I have. St. John's uh, losing in the finals of the Big East tournament. Another one. Friday Getting to Friday. Night. We finally come over the in hump. In the finals again. Would losing be the finals to Saturday. Wow. Can you imagine if we actually get the Friday night? What a night <laughs> But that I'll give you the chef's kiss here at the end. You know why? Because we're going to the Elite Eight, baby. That's why. Wow. We're going to the Elite Eight. I believe it. I believe the Kool-Aid. Drink it in. Drink the red Kool-Aid. I love it. I think this team is an Elite Eight team. And listen, it's a team that if it gets hot at the right time, it gets hot in the tournament. We've been saying that for 20 years. You never know what can happen, Nick. You never know (laughs) what can happen. Oh, it tastes so good. So good. Well, uh, it's been fun. It's been a a good show. Uh, Great start to the season. We'll look forward to these two games. And, you know, we'll come back next week. That'll, That'll do it. That'll do it for this show. For Craig, Tim, and Nick, I'm Vincent. Go Johnnies, keep chasing.